Giuliani. Good afternoon. This is Rudy Giuliani, and you are listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. And I want to say to everyone, this is a very blessed and holy day in the Christian calendar. It's Good Friday, the day on which Christians remember and uh, celebrate, if that's the right word. I would say celebrate is the right word, because the death of Jesus meant the liberation of man, women from sin and the possibility of resurrection. So this is a very, 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 very important day, and very soon we'll have the Passover, which of course is even more ancient festival, feast, remembrance of death passing over the Jewish people uh, so that they could be liberated because they were slaves to the Egyptians which gives you a sense of how far back slavery goes and the hope that God gives of freedom for everyone. So this is a particularly important holy season for Christians, for Jews, and really for all of us, whether we believe or we don't, the the fact that there are large, large numbers of our fellow citizens who do, including me. I'm not saying I don't, but there are people who don't you have to respect their spirituality. And if practiced the right way, both both religions lead you to leading a good and very, very productive and decent life because that's what's taught. <laughs> One would wonder then why the world is in the condition that it's in, right? <laughs> and I guess my explanation of that, and I don't want to get too theological, I did spend a lot of time studying it in college, uh, is we have free will. We, we, God made us to make our choices. And that's in large part why I think that um, the whole notion of liberty and freedom and democracy and capitalism and areas where people make choice rather than government dictates is the natural state of, of, of human beings. That That's where their, their instincts and their desires and their hopes and move, sometimes frustrated by dictatorship and tyranny, and as we've seen happen, right? As we see happening right now in Ukraine, where a totally barbarian, out-of-control monster is uh, targeting civilians in order to win a war by really terrorist methods. It looks like he's not winning it, which is, I think, probably the shock of the year. When the Russian army was mounting its forces on the borders of Ukraine, there were very few people that didn't think this thing would be over in a week or two weeks or three weeks with a great, gigantic Russian army against a very poor country that had a very hard time dealing with them back in 2014. But something happened on the way to victory, huh? It was the desire that lives in the hearts of just a quantum mass of Ukrainian people for freedom. They don't want to be pushed around. They don't want to be taken over. Centuries and centuries of Russian, particularly, domination, both with regard to their political rights and their religious rights. And now they're in a position where it seems like a very, very large number of them are willing to die rather than to submit to it. That makes for an enormously powerful 
force. And it's a force that we should be helping appropriately. And we have, we've been behind too little, too late, uh, too many encouragements and then not there. Even now, uh, you can see, when you listen to uh, even Mr. Zelensky, he's not getting the support from Biden that he should be getting. I'm not saying we should put troops in. No one is saying that. I would not rule out a no-fly zone. I don't know if I'd do it. I don't know if, if I would have ruled out troops. I don't know what you rule out things for. You just rule things in. But, I mean, there he has been outplayed by Putin almost to the point of silliness and embarrassment. I mean, he, he, he is well-known all over the world as a completely incompetent, silly president. I don't know if you saw what they did in Saudi Arabia to him in a Saturday Night Live type skit. Saturday Night Live, of course, is afraid uh, to do that. I mean, they were, weren't afraid to do it to, um, to President Ford or to President Reagan. Never touched President Obama, the prince. Never. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can never touch the prince. Make fun of Trump, sure. You know, this country will come together when we have one standard. You know that. You realize the disunity in this country. You're not going to get unity when one side is treated one way and the other side is treated another. Uh, which gets me to the subject of Twitter. I mean, Twitter has engaged in the kind of censorship you only see in a communist or Nazi country. Now, they say, well, it's private censorship. It's not a public company. But who's to say it isn't done at the request of uh, Democrats in the Biden administration? There's certainly enough, um, I don't know if we call it evidence or or isolated facts here and there, showing that um, there are a lot of requests that go between the very, very progressive, pro-Democrat social media and the White House. And, uh, you know, the banning of uh, a a president of the United States with 90 million followers, a pretty large statement of your political views. Now, when you consider uh, all the conservatives that have been banned, sometimes uh, for periods, sometimes permanently, and we go look at the uh, use of Twitter by uh, dictators, the Iranian government. <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean, when I when I look at those James uh, uh, quotes that I have, which we'll play in a minute, I don't know how many of those were on Twitter or they were on YouTube, but um, nobody bothered to ban the, the things he was talking about or or. Uh, or um, Mr. Sullivan, who was you know, talking about burning down the White House before uh, January 6th. Oh, by the way, he's a member of Antifa. You don't know that. You're not allowed to know that. You're not allowed to know that a, a gentleman named Sullivan, for days and days before January 6th, was tweeting out to come to Washington for Antifa people to come to Washington to take Trump out. You're not allowed to know that. That's uh, censored information. That if you knew that, you might start to develop kind of a truthful picture of what's really going on. And if you did that, uh, many of these people who are bossing you around and telling you what to do and telling you about mandates wouldn't be in power. And they wouldn't be able to sell their positions for money like the president. That's the kind of situation we're in, unfortunately. Well, Musk is now making this offer for Twitter and... 
gosh, it's a lot of money, and I'm, I'm not uh, – this is not my area of expertise except where it gets to security fraud and know a lot about that, <laughs> particularly how you make it into a RICO case, Joe Biden. I know how to make almost anything into a legitimate RICO case. And that's not a joke. I mean, RICO was intended for anything that involved the business of crime. It wasn't involved just for uh, for uh, organized crime. I mean, somebody thought it was written only for Italians because it was named RICO. But it isn't just for Italians. It's for everybody. It includes uh, anybody who engages in the business of crime, uh, the business of serious crime. So one crime is one crime. Uh, two people getting together to commit a crime is a conspiracy. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight people, that's a conspiracy. They do it once, twice, three times, still a conspiracy. They start doing it over a period of time, over and over and over and over again, becomes a business. That's what the racketeering statute is for. And what it adds to everything else, not only massive penalties, it allows an entire financial set of remedies that are very complicated but very useful, which means you can take the dirty money away from them, so therefore you can crush them as a business. So let's hypothetically suppose that there was a Biden crime family that was taking bribes for 30 years. And let's hy- hypothetically suppose that someday we'd be a fair enough country so we'd be allowed to use the evidence that p- proves that. Now you could then take what they gain from them, like the $30 million or so from China. You could take it away from Biden. Yes, you could. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think we'd have a president that got, whose family got $31 million from our biggest enemy? Did you, I mean, did you ever think we'd be stupid enough to have a president like that? But we're not that stupid, actually. It, uh, that came about because that information was deliberately kept from us by social media, the New York Times, the Washington Post. They're uh, validating the hard drive now is not only too little, too late. It's almost uh, cynical. And they still lie about it. They still say it doesn't involve Joe. It's all about Joe. It's all about Joe's crimes. So maybe if Mr. Musk can get Twitter, everybody will get a fair shot on Twitter. Hmm? And uh, people will be allowed to have the opinion that the election was stolen. I mean, what, what uh, Hillary Clinton still says that her election was stolen five years ago. Nobody's made her an insurrectionist. She just said it a while ago. You know, this is a democracy, or it was a democracy. But now if you say that, you can't go on Fox, and you can't go on here, and you can't go on there. You're not allowed to have that opinion because it provokes violence. Come on. One time? One time. One time it provoked violence. Uh, But how about the views of uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, the black nationalists? What about that? How many times did that provoke violence? Huh? A hundred? Two hundred? Three hundred? How come they're allowed to go on and talk? Why aren't they on on the terrorist list? Why is Black Lives Matter not on the domestic terrorist list? I don't know how many people they killed in uh, twenty uh, in twenty twenty. A lot. Those riots resulted in people dying. Hundreds, 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 maybe thousands going to the hospital. Millions, if not billions, of dollars in damage. And then 
every every time they get a chance, they say, you know, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon, kill cops, kill cops, kill cops, kill cops. Well, they did it so much in 2020 or 2021 that we got a record for killing cops. And uh, tell me they didn't instigate Mr. James. Now, you're not going to read that in the New York Times. You're not going to read it in the Daily News. You're not going to read it in the racist newspapers that keep information out based on race. But uh, you're going to hear it right here because right now we're going to play one or two of Mr. James at his best. And I tell the American Negro this, I keep telling you the same thing. White people and black people, as we call ourselves, should not have any contact with each other. You still refuse to understand this. Okay, that, that's very, very obviously a part of the Black Lives Matter dogma. They are in favor of separation. They are completely inconsistent with the view of Dr. King. Let's play the next one. And if they tried to exterminate us, I would not be mad at them one bit because of so this, that's the this basically he's telling us that, you know, whites want to exterminate blacks. Not surprising for a country that has a president that says that white people are systemically racist. Of course, he's speaking for himself, not me. We know his statements on race put him in a suspect category in terms of being a racist. But not most white people. But that's what happens when a president and his entire political party says things like that, attacks our great country that way. That's what happens. Weak-minded people or people who, who maybe uh, are in, have, have, have issue, uh, mental issues and other issues get affected by that. Here we have this gigantic investigation trying to figure out, did Trump have something to do with January 6th? And right in front of our nose... We can see what Biden had to do with James and the other violence like that. When you tell people that this country is systemically racist, when you lie to them like that, and you have people that have a tendency to violence, this is what you're going to get. This guy just repeats, I can't play all of them, he just repeats all the garbage that Biden and his racist friends say all the time. So there isn't, there isn't a, a, or, there isn't a, uh, Domestic terrorist group called Black Nationalists, Black Lives Matter. How about uh, white hatred, the spewing of white hatred, irrational, sick white hatred? That's not a big problem. Think that's a bigger problem than the white uh, supremacists? Gosh, I've been trying to find them. I've been looking for white supremacists. They sure don't show up much in those numbers of people that get murdered. I can tell you who does, but they don't. What is this nonsense that white separatist is the biggest national security problem to the United States? What? What? Well, we'll be right back on that and other subjects and then eventually the mayor's final words. Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani show. This is Rudy Giuliani back with you on the Rudy Giuliani show. And we will get to the phones in just a few minutes. But I want you to hear our mayor on the issue of Black Lives Matter. This is cut five. Here's my question that I put out to the city. 
hey, I thought Black Lives Matter. Where are all those who stated Black Lives Matter? Then go do an analysis of who was killed or shot last night. The victims were Black. Many of the shooters were Black. If Black Lives Matter, then the thousands of people I saw on the street when Floyd was murdered should be on the street right now stating that the lives of these Black children that are dying every night matters. Well, thank you, Mayor Adams. That was a uh, correct statement and a courageous statement. And even more courageous from a Democrat. Um. I mean, the, the, the dogma of the Democrat Party is that black lives matter can do no wrong. And part of the reason is it's funded by one of the major funders of the Democratic Party. And that's uh, Soros, who also funds the major problem you have in reducing crime, which is the D.A. I mean, I know you're trying to do what you can do, but you've got a governor who will not really, really change the bail reform bill. She's more interested in getting money funneled to her husband through the Buffalo Stadium because she's a typical, you know, Albany swamp person. And uh, and you got a D.A. who, you know, as we're sitting here, is letting criminals back out on the street and they're running up the crime rates. And your cops, your cops are doing a remarkable job. I mean, those, those people who, who were critical of uh, the fact that James was allowed, you know, for about a half a day riding back and forth, they don't know how, how difficult it is to catch somebody. And catching a guy like that within my rule was... The rule that I set with the first terrorist act and, and serious act, you got to catch these guys in 24 hours. You got to catch them in 24 hours because just think if this guy was still out there, this James guy was still out there right now, going into a holiday weekend, everybody be so frightened. So, well, they're frightened anyway, I know, but it, it, you've taken it down by arresting them and uh, by sending it to a federal, I know why it was sent to a federal court and you do, because we don't trust the local courts. And it isn't, I'm not saying just the courts itself, the law. Now it's time to, Mayor, it's time to use the leverage you got to really slam her and slam the two idiots in the, in, in the legislature and get them to change it. You, you, decide, you decide to enter the race and not endorse her. She's toast. She may be toast anyway. Who knows? I mean, I, I haven't seen someone so quickly make so many mistakes as this one, particularly now with this really dirty deal with the husband uh, benefiting from all that money that's going to be spent on the Buffalo Stadium and all the additional money she had to do in giving people things that you know, what, what ultimately it costs $4 billion so the Hochul family can you know, be a little richer, which is you know, not unlike what goes on all, all over the place, right? I mean, this, 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 this pay-to-play thing is, is, ho- is horrible, horrible. Now, now you've also got to deal with the fact that you've got a group of city lawmakers who want the city to do a bill of rights for homeless people. This would be like, come to New York, we will give you. This is like what Biden did to the United States. So Biden said, come, come to America, you'll have welfare, you'll have COVID benefits, you'll have health care, and I don't care how criminal you are, we'll make you a citizen. Now he's wondering why, you know, three million people came in last year and probably more this year. And two thirds of them, we haven't have any idea who they are. And we're wondering why we had more ethanol deaths last year than ever before, because it was carried over the border that Biden left open. I mean, 
Biden tries to get away with inflation. He blames it on Putin, which is idiotic. Is he going to blame ethanol on Putin, too? I mean, ethanol. <laughs> Fentanyl. Ethanol is a different issue. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's, cra- it's absolutely crazy. Now they want a bill of rights for homeless people. Come on, homeless people. Come to New York. The suckers will pay for you. Right? And you remember the Border Patrol agents with the, the so-called whips that never whipped anybody? That's gone away, too. They've been cleared. Do you realize how much garbage the Biden administration presents every day that gets proven false? Well, we'll be back after the break. And we're going to have a special guest, Rob Astorino, and then the mayor's final words. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Rudy Giuliani Show. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you on the Rudy Giuliani Show. Shortly, we'll have Rob Astorino, who is a candidate for governor of New York. And uh, and we'll have uh, mayor's final thoughts. When I was talking about Hochul, um, you know, moving money over to her husband through the Buffalo, uh, very, very controversial stadium deal that's costing taxpayers four billion altogether. Uh, Maxine Waters just uh, sent another 24000 to her daughter to run a mailing for her. Uh, she's already paid a $1.2 million. This is a mailing no other uh, member of Congress does anymore because they're so useless. I mean, it's been, it's, this is like, you know, uh, using the Pony Express in the era of modern uh, political communication. But since her daughter can make millions with it, and uh, sometime take a look at how much the Waters family has made while she suffered through um, not helping the people of her district where she's done squat. Uh, Elon Omer, what is it, three million to a boyfriend's company? Hmm. Nobody does anything to her? Come on. Wow. So let's go to Rich in Florida. I want to see what the weather is like in Florida. Hey, Rich. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, Mr. Mayor. Thank you for taking my call. Well, and where are you in Florida? I'm in Fort Myers, Florida. Oh, the uh, the the, the uh, spring training camp of the Boston Red Sox. Yes, and and I I miss New Jersey. <laughs> Good for you. So now tell me what's up. Well, I wanted to wish you a happy Easter. Well, and to you and too. Welcome. Happy Easter to you, and uh, a blessed Good Friday and Holy Saturday, and and to all our Jewish friends, a happy Passover. It's a beautiful time of the year, isn't it? Absolutely. And you have a fantastic show, and I want to thank you. Gosh, Rich, you're terrific. you have any questions? Uh, not that I could think of. Right well, that's, well, well, that's very nice. Happy Easter, and God bless you. And I hope everyone re- remembers what this time of year is, is all about. So let, uh, since uh, he misses New Jersey, why don't we go to Lisa in I believe Nutley is in New Jersey, right, Lisa? 
Nutley, yes, where all the nuts are. He misses <laughs> New Jersey. I thought they you were in New York. Me, wait, here's my, here's my Easter and Passover wish. Okay. That I'm wishing you and the family and everybody happy Passover, be safe, happy Easter weekend. You got to put Murphy out there. You got to start putting this man back on your radar. I, I should. You know, I made a big deal about him during the election. I did a whole podcast on Murphy, and I named him the worst governor in America. Because on the numbers, Murphy's the, Murphy is the worst. Well, Hochul's, I think it might be a photo finish. But here's my other thing that I'm huffing and puffing now because now I, I, we got to keep Murphy on, on the radar. We have primaries coming up. We have to get rid of Bob Menendez. Uh, Kathy Hochul was on with Rita Cosby last week. That, that's an and, overmatch. Ooh. I was taking down notes. Yeah. I have notes for your son. Where do I get this to you? Because I am not going to say it on the air. Okay, you send them. There you... might be spies. Well, you send it. You send it to me, uh, Care. Uh, send it to me at ABC. Care Rudy Giuliani. PO confidential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And say confidential. Okay. You got it, babes. Listen. All right. Enjoy the weekend. Well, thank be you. Safe. Thank you uh, very enjoy much. Enjoy your new granddaughter. And everyone out there, be <laughs> safe. Ah, uh, my peace. Grace. Yes, yes, yes. That's my granddaughter's name is Grace, and she's, a, she's, she's, she's gorgeous. So uh, also, if you want to enjoy something over the weekend, you can go to Rudy's uh, CS, Rudy Giuliani, CS.com. And um, one of the podcasts there is about indoctrination into uh, sexuality for children. And... and the disaster that it is, and in fact, it's sited right in New Jersey in Murphy's backyard, in Mur- Murphy's territory. The, the, you know, this is, uh, I know I played that nice thing about Mayor Adams, and I'll give him a break on this one. He, he, he doesn't think this stuff is taught in schools. Well, first of all, it is taught in New York, so he, sh- he should know that. But right in New Jersey, the New Jersey Board of Education, you know, five and six-year-olds have to figure out what they are. You know, then they have to have to go up to the blackboard and declare, are they a, a boy or girl or a question mark? And then uh, in the next grade, which is, I guess, uh, seven, six or seven year olds, uh, they're taught all about the uh, sexual body parts. Uh, how about we uh, how about we go with DeSantis and, out of, uh, and forget that, you know, don't say gay bill. That's 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 a that's as big a lie. As the other stuff the Democrats do. They lie about everything. There's nothing about gay in the bill. All it says is just, you know, leave sexuality alone for the first three grades, huh? Huh? Leave the kids alone. Let them have a little childhood, just a little little bit, you know, before you start trying to indoctrinate them into, you know, what the, what the Communist Manifesto told you to do. Indoctrinate children and see if you can rid them of all morals because then you can bring about a socialist and communist country. It, it actually, it says that. Uh, Marx and Engels were significantly against the idea of morals, not just religion, morals. I mean, one of the reasons to get rid of religion is that religion teaches morals and, you know, teaches a higher authority than them. Ooh! A higher authority than, 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 than Xi Jinping? Can't be. Or Fidel Castro? No. Well, that's what's going on. Let's try... Uh, Let's try Peter in Middletown. Yes, hello. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm good, Rudy. Thanks for taking my call. No, that's okay. What's up? Well, I had a question for you. Uh, 
every time I, I do a, a search on, on the Internet at, uh, for Antifa.com, it takes me to the, the White House website. First, it took me <laughs> no. to Joe, Joe Biden. Are you, are you kidding uh, me? Campaign. Yes. My, my guys here are shaking their heads. Yes. My, my guys yeah. in the booth here are shaking their heads. I've never tried that. They just did yes. it. You just did it. It's ridiculous. At first, it well, it should it be because they have a common sponsor. You know that, right? Who, who, yeah. who's the biggest uh, contributor to Antifa? Guess. Uh, Soros. Democrat Party. Soros. Oh, okay. Who's the biggest contributor okay. to the Democratic Party? Soros. Black Lives Matter. Soros. And in fact, a lot of the money goes through the same uh, interchange. I've forgotten the name of it, but it, the money goes into this one fund or this one operation. And then it gets distributed to Democrat Party, Black Lives Matter, Antifa. So I guess, well, that is very, very interesting. Well, now I have uh, the pleasure of having on uh, the former and very, very effective uh, executive, chief executive of Westchester County, and a really, really good man who's a candidate for governor in New York. Full disclosure, of course, my son is a candidate, but I invite every candidate on uh, to, you know, this is supposed to be a democracy, so everybody gets on and say what you have to say. And Rob, I should, I should tell you, Rob's a friend and someone who I've supported in the past and might very well be supporting now if my son wasn't running. <laughs> Rob, Rob, how are you? I'm good, Mayor. How are you? This, is a, this man's a very, very good man and a, and a great public servant. Andrew. Very, Thank very you. good public servant. So, so tell me what's going on, Rob. Well, we'll find out next week. Certainly we found out about what they were doing to Andrew. And when I say they, me yep. and Lee Zeldin, who is the, quote, supposed front runner of the Republican Party in this primary, who has had literally one year being walked around the state like a show pony by the leaders of the party. And uh, I think he's pretty frustrated because if you just look at what's going on in polling and everything, 75 percent of Republicans in New York Uh, either are not going to vote for him or are completely undecided. So he has had every single advantage. Oh, sure has. Yeah. Yeah. And yet he has not broken out. So, you know, I submitted petitions. Andrew submitted petitions. There were others who did the same thing. And and now it's a choice. I think 90,000 Republicans signed a petition saying we want an opportunity to vote in a primary and pick who we think should be the top of the ticket this year to go up against Kathy Hochul or whoever the Democrats put up. And so Lee Zeldin and others are doing their best to make sure that it's it's not an opportunity for Republicans to actually pick, that it would have to be just a few dozen party leaders uh, who made their decision last April. You know, that's a shame with a party that wants to – I mean, a party that is remaking itself in a way – you know, the party that I remember and I started with before you were born, probably, uh, you know, did have the reputation of being the party of the rich and the business. We've become the popular party now. We've become the party of the middle class, lower, middle, middle, uh, the party of the people who feel left out, uh, the party of the people who feel they don't have, uh, you know, big time, uh, uh, big time operators on their side. And this this kind of kills it. We're going back to like Democrat Cuomo type practices. Oh, it's look, Andrew Cuomo knew how to manipulate every little thing in the Democratic Party, knew how to manipulate the legislature and got his way. And in fact, he got his way with the person who is supposedly our front runner. You know, Lee Zeldin was a state senator in Albany for four years in the Senate majority under Dean Skelos. 
And what did he do? He was in lockstep. When Cuomo needed a vote, he was there. You know, he absolutely voted for all four budgets while he was there for Andrew Cuomo. He kept kept funding the SAFE Act. Uh, in fact, he skipped the vote on the SAFE Act. They gave him a pass. That's clear. You know, he wasn't here. And in truth, he was, you know, on military leave. But they could have scheduled that vote whenever they wanted. And he should have said, you know what? I want this vote when I'm here. He didn't. So, you know, we, we've got a diverse, as you said, Mr. Mayor, we've got a diverse Republican Party and a party that is yearning to get back to fix this damn state, which is so broken. And the last thing that they want is to be told who they're going to have to vote right, for. Right, right. You know, and it's like I, I liken this to going back to 2016 when I tell people, um, yeah, there was a front runner in the Republican Party who had all the early money and early, you know, the establishment support. Um, but that was Jeb Bush, and he didn't work out too well. No. And we're in a similar situation right now. Well, I think we are, and I think that uh, a primary involving all of you, all I think are, there are four now, right? There's you and Andrew and Zeldin and Wilson, right? You all, all have uh, – you, 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 you guys have all gotten well over the 15,000 you need. A, a, real, a real leader would say, okay, forget all the chicken, you know what, and let's, have, let's put everybody on. Let's put everybody on. Let's all run because I can beat you all. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Come from, a, come from uh, a position of strength. Yeah. I'm not afraid. I, I, you know, I, I've run primaries in my career, and you know, I, I've said, look, bring it on. I, I'm, I'm real confident in my ability to lead. I led in Westchester for eight years. You know, when I was screaming from from my perch in Westchester and running against Andrew yeah, you, Cuomo. You did a great job, by the way. No, and, I appreciate it. And you did a great job calling out Andrew Cuomo when a lot of people were scared to do it. Yeah, including Lee Zeldin, who, <laughs> uh, you know, turned <laughs> his – yeah, look, honestly. I yeah, mean, no, no, he said he, would be, he said he would make a great president. He did. I mean, anyone who has the judgment to say that Andrew Cuomo should be president, you know, should be disqualified. I mean, think about that. Who didn't know that Cuomo was the biggest thug who was corrupt? There was corruption surrounding him back then. And I was calling him out and it was chirps. You know, you couldn't hear a thing from from too many people in Albany, including, unfortunately, on the Republican side. And then, of course, it came out that there was this secret deal that the New York Post blew up where Cuomo and Senate Republicans, some of them, um, were going to really work together to make sure that uh, I got no help and that he wouldn't go after them. And that was the secret pact which came to light. And, you know, so this is the kind of stuff that we should be um, objecting to, that the Republicans rank and file are sick and tired of. So I think it should be all, you know, all in, everybody. Let's get our ideas out there and let the Republicans yeah, and in, I think in New York ca- State pick. The candidate who wins that is going to be – I mean, look, it's going to be tough to win in a Democrat state, but this is a year when it's possible. I mean, this yeah. is a year, given the red wave and also given – come on, we haven't talked about Hochul, but my goodness. She's so I mean, she's given us an op- – she's giving us – by us, I mean Republicans – as big an opportunity as we're going to get. So if we have a really good primary and somebody emerges as a really strong candidate, then we do then then, you know, we, we do the state of favor. We, we, we do the right thing as opposed right. to a bunch of party guys, all of whom have deals. Plus, the guy who emerges that way owes so much he can't accomplish anything. Yeah, you know what? You're right. And I have said from the very beginning of this that 
if I'm not the nominee, I'm going to support and work hard for whoever is, because any one of us will be a thousand times better than Kathy Hochul and and will put us in the right direction. Um, but having said that, it's like, you know, spring training with the Yankees. Every single player wants to make the starting lineup. Right. right? right. They're teammates. Right. They're, they're opponents, you know, fighting for a, for a spot. But once the lineup is set, we're we're rooting for each other. We're teammates. And that's exactly my attitude. June 29th, I'm You're either going on. to right. be the leader and, and expect everybody to, to be with me, or I'm going to follow whoever wins and, and do my best. I have not heard that. I've made that pledge publicly uh, all last year, and I'm making it again right now, that I will do that. I haven't heard that from some others. Okay. And I think that's really important. Well, that's a that's a uh, absolutely the right attitude, given the condition this state is in. We don't have room for th- those kinds of old-time games. But thanks a lot, Rob. Uh, you're a great guy. Rudy, happy you. Easter to you and your family. Yes, a blessed Easter to you as well, and happy Passover to everybody. Well, that was a refreshing message, huh? That's, I mean, that's, that's a, a kind of guy that uh, you can see turning a state around, and he's out there willing to have himself tested, as is Andrew Giuliani and, and, uh, and Mr. Wilson. I don't know Mr. Wilson as well as, obviously, I know Andrew the best, but I know, I know Rob uh, real well, as you can tell. And uh, it, it just baffles me to uh, see this party in New York, Republican Party, the leaders of it, not you three million Republicans, wanting to close it down and not have a competitive primary. Let's all go to sleep. Where the candidate, as you can see, has a few problems and maybe even bigger ones. Who knows? But in any event, we'll be back very shortly with the mayor's final words. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. This is Rudy Giuliani, and I am back with the Mayor's Final Thoughts, uh, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. T2T.org. Don't forget, $11 a month uh, takes care of your obligation. Minimal. You give more if you want. You you know by now what they do. They they take care of the families who have lost loved ones in service of us, and they also uh, build homes for those who have been catastrophically injured. Now that's doing the kind of work that um, we should all be thinking about this weekend. This whole holy holy week, holy weekend. Uh, holy high holy days, whether we're uh, Christian or Jewish, these are days in which we we reflect on our relationship with God and our obligations uh, that we have as children of God to each other. And those obligations include taking care of those who need help. And uh, you can't do it much better than Tunnel to Towers. I've been with them from the very, very beginning, so I can tell you this from the heart, not just as part of you know something I'm saying this is deeply embedded within me, and I've seen them do miracles. And there's no better man than I know than Frank and 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 his family, who are all equal to him. I mean, they're just a remarkable group of people who took a terrible tragedy and turned it into goodness for other people. So for this weekend, I'd like uh, well, first of all, maybe you could spend a little time, even though it is a holy weekend, 
going to uh, RudyGiulianiCS.com. And there are two podcasts on that I really recommend to you. One is about this whole sex education program for babies, uh, which they have uh, in New Jersey. Now, Democrats all over say this, this isn't happening. They say, you know, critical uh, race uh, theory isn't being taught to young people. They say sex education isn't. Being, it's, all of it's untrue. We have millions of examples of it. Uh, the one in New Jersey is actually uh, completely approved by the Board of Education. Some of them are, are snuck in here and there, and you've got to dig them out, which we have. So why don't you take a look at what it's like, because I do demonstrate what it's like, and see what you think of it. See, whether you're a parent or not, see what you think of asking a five-year-old boy, you know, are you sure you're a boy? Uh, or a five-year-old girl, what are you? And then uh, the next uh, year, uh, showing them uh, all the private body parts. See, see, make up your own mind about it. By wa- you'll watch it and you'll see it, okay? And then uh, the next one is an interview with Howard Safer, the great police commissioner, my great police commissioner, who brought down crime by historic numbers. Uh, he was with me for some of the most difficult times that we had as um, um, during my mayoralty, during the real transition. And uh, Howard, uh, you know, gives you a sense of what could be done if you had a partnership between the mayor and the police commissioner and uh, and uh, had a mayor who's willing to fight with the with anyone uh, for the city and willing to fight with his own political party, which I did when I had to. And uh, and also. Something that's very sensitive and extremely important. And that is the white hatred movement. In order to take emphasis off that, this uh, completely incompetent, dangerous administration we have in Washington constantly says that the biggest danger to national security is our white supremacists. Now, I don't like white supremacists. I don't like I don't know if I use on Holy Week. I don't know if I use the word hate, but I sure as heck would be more than willing to prosecute them if they commit crimes and prosecute them really, really hard. And if they're being unfair to people and if they're committing crimes against people and if whatever the heck they're doing, they should be. But you're not telling me that's the number one national security problem in this country. And if you are telling me that there's something really wrong with you as an attorney general or a president or anybody who's responsible for my safety, the safety of my loved ones, my children, my grandchildren. What are you, nuts? Just go look at crime statistics, you idiots. Now, is there a white hatred movement going on in this country? You're darn right there is. And is it being executed by terrorist groups, domestic terrorist groups that you're in bed with? Yes. I'm shocked that you get White House for Antifa. Antifa is a domestic terrorist group. It is a much more dangerous than any white supremacist group you can find anywhere. I put put myself up against the idiot attorney general we have as a hell of a lot better United States attorney and associate attorney general than that jackass. Who's he prosecuted that means anything? And he's telling me that white supremacists are more dangerous than Antifa or Black Lives Matter? Forget the nonsense about Black Lives Matter. It's run by communists, and they advocate the murder of police officers, and they accomplish it. And just look at James now, and they want to hide what he's saying. That's all their white hate talk. That's a problem. I'm not going to say it's even our biggest one, but that's a problem. 
Well, this is the weekend to pray to God for help. He's going to be open to our prayers this weekend. The resurrection of his son, the passing over of death. God bless you. Happy Easter. Happy Passover.